Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So a question for those of you who are familiar with Northern Virginia life here. How many of you consider I-66 the highway to higher consciousness? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's more like the highway to higher blood pressure, right? You know, I was, I was, this question come, came to my mind and I was thinking, well, we could, I could, uh, about I-66. I don't know why I thought about I-66, but then the other thing that came to my mind was the ACDC song, you know what I'm talking about? I'm on the highway to, you know the one, right? I-66 feels that way. And and clearly, that's all a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that we are indeed celebrating the 66th anniversary of Unity of Fairfax. And for those of you not from this area, it might be those of you watching at home or those of you who might be new with us today, it is a road with a lot of traffic, a lot of road work, and because it is a linear due east-west road, you are always guaranteed to have the sun in your eyes no matter which way you are going. But, you know, since I'm kind of like all over the place today, it kind of reminds me of the movie Poltergeist. Do you remember Poltergeist 1982? When the, the medium Tangina tells the little girl, go into the light, Carol Ann, go into the light. You know, that's what I-66 is. You're going into the light. Just, just think about that. You know, hold the high watch no matter which way you're going. But I digress. Or do I? Which begs the question for any of us, where are we going in our lives? And how are we going to get there? And where am I going? Where is Unity of Fairfax going? Where is the world going? Because life is a journey. It's a series of journeys, actually. And sometimes there's a specific goal or destination, place we want to get to, whether it's a job, a dinner date, or a vacation. Or sometimes where we are headed to is a state of consciousness, maybe peace of mind or equanimity or a sense of personal empowerment or a collective experience of liberty and justice for all. And sometimes, like on a pilgrimage, the journey itself is the destination, where we are learning and growing and loving and serving being and doing all at once. And for any community, especially a faith community like ours, its direction is bound to its mission and vision statements. So if a community ever, or a business for that matter, ever loses sight of its fundamental reasons for being, it becomes a blind bureaucracy whose purpose for existing is simply self-preservation. It does what it has always done because it is entranced and entrapped in its past rather than focused on its present, what are we doing right now, and its future. Where are we going? Are we going into the metaphorical light 
of a bright and brilliant future, or are we stagnating and going backward? For us, as we emerge out of the uh, disruption of the pandemic, it is especially important for us that we keep in mind our vision and mission as a community because they are the foundations on which we are now, right this very minute, building our new reality. So I'd like for us to affirm together our vision and mission statements. There's a slide right behind me. The vision, together, centered in divine love, we honor and celebrate a world awakened to peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. And our mission statement, how we're going to get to that vision. We are a vibrant spiritual community awakening each life to the Christ within, or we might say spirit within. You know, it doesn't matter. We're talking about a principle of life, of love, of wisdom, the accumulation of all the divine ideas that allow us to create a life worth living and a life worth sharing. So as we have come together today to acknowledge and celebrate our amazing and life-enhancing 66 years and all the people and all the programs that have provided this community with its powerful impact, we're also here to acknowledge the power of our present, the power of our presence, and set in motion the intention of manifesting a prolific and prosperous future. Well, one symbol of that consciousness and that commitment comes from our current board of trustees. There's most all are here today, except for one. Um, and with the assistance of our earth care ministry, the, the board has donated a fig tree to plant on our grounds. And we'll do that after our reception. Now, of course, it's a fig tree. I couldn't leave well enough alone. So I suggested to the board we should do Fig Leaf Sunday. You know, everybody come and you wear your fig leaves. Uh, it could be a thing. I mean, it would get us a lot of press. I'll say that. But one thing that's really cool about a fig tree is it produces not one, but two crops a year. It is a symbol for our commitment to going forward to nourish the world, to nurture the world and one another. So the first step, really, for any community in manifesting its vision or its mission, or, or you for your own personal mission and vision statements, is to rededicate ourselves through spiritual practice to that wonderful activity that Bowman led us through of listening to and engaging with divinity however we understand it to be. And from that knowing of our oneness, our universal sense of oneness with all life and all creation, that's how we guide our prayer work and then the actual actions that follow the prayer work. And everybody's practice is different, and we teach a lot of them. But one thing that consistently comes to the surface for our community, and we saw this demonstrated in our spiritual values survey earlier this spring, is that there is a profound connection between unity of Fairfax and the earth and nature. We kind of like clean water and clean air and really think everybody on earth should have clean water and clean air 
clean food. So as we come together as community and as individuals to discern how to live into our mission and vision and core values, one of the things we do is we engage in our prayer practices in one of the most wonderful places in the world, a garden. Debbie. I'm going to quickly tell you the story of how I came to Unity. Uh, Megan McDonough, who uh, is at Unity Village right now, too, who was in the babes, um, she used to say the prayer for protection different times when we were out traveling. And I went, what is that? That's, that's amazing. And um, so she went, oh, you're interested? So she sent me the daily word. And um, I, when I read it, I just went this is my tribe. <laughs> so um, I came to Unity many years ago. It's probably, it could be 20 years now. And who did I sit next to on my first day? Julius Hankin. Yeah, Julius Hankin. And then I really knew it was my tribe. <laughs> He's amazing. We miss, we miss him. we got to come visit him. Uh, this is a song about a garden. I am walking to a garden. Spring is in the Joy is in the peace that 
That's what our spiritual practice does for us. It reminds us that however we identify the divine, it knows us, it enfolds us, it is within us. And it is our job to express that energy in the world. Let's come back to the slide we just shown, because I want to speak for a moment about our mission and vision statements. Our mission is often said as the thing that we do to get to the vision, but I recently have come to realize our mission and our vision statements are both calls to action, as it were. For as a community, as a vibrant spiritual community, we want to help individuals know that they are loved, as we've affirmed in our meditation and in our music. And from that point of being loved, to know that each and every one of us is empowered to create a life of meaning and purpose. That uh, we know that we all have our gifts and talents that we can share with the world. And in the process, know how truly blessed we are and fortunate we are to be who we are, to have the capacity to make meaning of the life experiences we have all had. Yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we have all had them all. We want to make sure that we are not diminished by what has happened or by what we've done. 
but to know that we can lean into and learn from everything that has happened so that we might know more fully that each and every one of us is indeed an individualized expression of the creative magnificence of the universe. Our lives have meaning and purpose, regardless of what may have come before. And this is the now moment. Every moment is the now moment when we can claim that. We are committed through our programs of education, practice, and service to supporting individuals in knowing this truth of who they are. And this vision, which is also, I believe, a call to action as well, to honor and celebrate a world awakened to peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. You might be looking at the news and saying, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, how are you going to do that? We are going to do that one step at a time, one day at a time. We will conscientiously work to use love as the most transformative power in the universe. I am always struck by that phrase from Cornell West that love, the justice, is love made public. Through the capacity of love, we hold the vision of every man, woman, and child to know their worth and value and be able to share that in an unfettered fashion. So yes, we engage in programs of justice, and yes, we engage in programs of mercy and service. Because as Dr. King once said, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have any boots. We want to give boots. We want to set and play a world of peace. Because there is, as Mahatma Gandhi said, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Our practice allows us to engage with peace. Our truth teachings remind us that there is more than enough abundance in the universe that no one should ever be hungry or be without. There is that much wealth available. We hold the vision of better distribution so that nobody will be hungry or left behind. And we honor the earth because it is the thing on which our lives physically depend. Bees must have flowers, not chemicals. Everyone needs water and air, soil, shelter. There is enough of every good thing to go around. So as we look at the new reality we are creating here at Unity of Fairfax, you will be hearing a lot about how we live into our vision and mission statements. It's an exciting time. We have these technologies we are leveraging better than we ever have before. Thank you, pandemic. It's now stop. <laughs> no more gifts, okay? But we have opportunities. There is no shortage of divine ideas. And collectively, we have been open to receiving divine ideas for 66 years. And the future is looking very bright. I don't know exactly what it's looking like, because I'm looking straight into a bright light. I'm pretty sure it's not an oncoming train. I was just on I-66. It was probably the sun. But the sun is a source of energy just as spirit is a source of energy and ideas and wisdom and grace. 
But there's one thing we know about the sun. And there's one thing I know about each and every one of you who is here with us today. Those of you watching at home, we are all stars. And we were made to shine. Hello, our goodbyes can 
thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.